at some point we are going to have to do a whole show about how good this show sounds. Bitch, make me famous.
All right, let's try this again. Welcome to Down Ballot, everybody. We do the show most Fridays. Last Friday, I did Conspiracy Bingo because I didn't feel like putting together a docket. If you want to give money to this organization so that I can replace this MIDI controller, you can do that at patreon.com slash echoplex, though I should probably fucking replace it regardless. Um, if you're listening to this on the podcast, go ahead and follow the podcast on your podcatcher of choice and check out all the shows. Just type Echoplex Media into the search bar of your podcatcher. Make sure to head on over to twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media and follow us there too so you can watch our uh, technical difficulties happen live. And if you happen to know of a really good small MIDI controller that lasts more than six months, please email me. Call, calling all MIDI controllers. Uh, how's it going, everyone? This is the Councilman. You can find me on Twitter at T-H-E underscore Councilman. Happy to be here with producer Dave hosting another fabulous episode of Down Ballot, our look at local news and local derp and local politics and anything going on locally, both here in the Bay Area and San Jose and Campbell and Los Gatos and sometimes Saratoga um, and occasionally the East Side, but also, you know, environs around the country because all politics and all derp is local. Um, this is a spinoff of the the wonderful Sunday show, which I absolutely invite you to tune into every Sunday night with producer Dave and all sorts of crazy guests, uh, panelists um, from our both from our uh, cohort here at Echoplex Media, but also um, uh, the occasional rando. Um, yeah. And uh, if, if you'd like, we can jump right into the leading off section of our docket tonight and get rolling with our, our stories. Yeah, what do we got leading off? Well, uh, you've heard the expression, you know, don't be a backseat driver. Um, well, this guy has uh, pretty much embraced that concept wholeheartedly. I'll leave it at that. New at 11, have you heard about this guy or have you even seen him? He says it's a magical experience and he's going to keep doing it. We hear from the Tesla driver who chooses actually not to drive at all. Instead, he puts the car in autopilot and there you see him. He sits in the back seat. To be very clear, this is very illegal. And if you see him on the road <laughs> in the back seat, the CHP says, give him a call. So what's his side of the story? Here's NBC Bay Area, Sergio Quintana. This six-second clip of 25-year-old Param Sharma shot on a freeway in Oakland last weekend seems to have caught the attention of the California Highway Patrol. We're slowing down the video so you can see there's no driver behind the wheel, and Sharma is gleefully staring out the back window. Sharma is unapologetic for his behavior. That's actually very normal for me to sit in the back like that. A couple days later, someone else spotted him on the Bay Bridge heading to Oakland. They called the CHP. Thanks to the public for all those law-abiding citizens who called in uh, 911. Um, one of our motor officers happened to be just at the exact location at the exact time, and we were able to remove the subject off the roadways. According to the California Highway Patrol, that motor officer actually watched as Sharma crawled from the back seat into the front seat to bring the Tesla to a stop. He was arrested for two counts of reckless driving and disobeying a peace officer. But almost as soon as he was released, Sharma took to his Instagram page an uploaded video that shows a driverless Tesla on the Embarcadero in San Francisco. Once again, he's in the back seat. I just got out of jail. I already got a Tesla. People can't understand me. Sharma tells me he's not worried about losing his license. He figures driverless car technology will be here soon enough to shuttle him around where he needs to go. For now, he plans to keep doing what he's doing. <laughs> Are you concerned at all about, you know, going to jail if, if you keep doing this? 
I mean, I don't think you can go to jail, man. Like, it's not really that serious because I'm not breaking like any laws. Like, I'm I'm not dangerously operating the car. Actually, I would suggest he is. Traffic Safety Administration is investigating 23 crashes where drivers may have been using autopilot. And to be clear, it's illegal in California for a driver not to be sitting behind the wheel while a car is operating. And according to attorney Stephen Clark, if Sharma continues thumbing his nose at authorities, the district attorney could ask that he be held in jail till his trial. Why are you doing it? Because when I sit in the back seat, like it's like a magical experience, man. Like to just see oh, what the fuck self-driving cars <laughs> finally uh, no work. Yes, in San Francisco, Sergio Quintana, NBC, Bay Area News. <laughs> it's a magical experience, producer Dave. Haven't you ever sat in the back seat of a car that was on autopilot? Yo. It's a totally magical experience, man. This guy's just having a little fun. I don't see, you know, I don't see why the man's trying to get him down. You know, don't hit the cops. Hit, hit the game, I guess. I, I don't know. This, that, this just, this amused the fuck out of the good wife and I when we saw it. Uh -oh. The fucking, the instructions with the car clearly state that you're supposed to be in the car with your hands on the fucking wheel while it's in supposed autopilot mode. Yes, yes, there's supposed to be human backup um, uh, at all times. So definitely illegal. Um, he definitely knows it's illegal, but it's such a magical experience that he's just going to keep doing it. And I do like the uh, the audacity of Instagram living himself in the backseat with the news item about himself on the, the, the back monitor or the back of the seat monitor there. Uh, I thought that would really just go an extra mile to, to just... Stick, not just thumb your nose, like stick your thumb up your nose and flip, flip off uh, the law enforcement officials. So, uh, anyway, I like how he says, we'll, I don't we'll think you can go to jail for this. And I'm like, dude, if you fucking piss off a judge, I'll throw you in jail until your trial. Absolutely. Reckless, you know, reckless endangerment. It, it can, it can start to rack up over time. Um, and if you do it more than once and you're, ob you're so obviously like, I, that's the one thing that, judges don't like i mean they're human and and uh da's and prosecutors don't like is just getting shown up too right like not only like um called out not only like someone breaking the law but then actually like showing them up and going on social and just completely uh just waving at them while they're doing it so yeah i don't imagine they'll go lenient on him next time if they do catch him again and i don't see they would gonna do it again obviously well <laughs> and he is doing it and thinking about it so a lot of these super tesla fans are like big fans of elon musk and this behavior i'm gonna say is just like in fucking them trying to emulate what they think elon musk is if i'm gonna be completely honest right. um elon musk by the way is about right. to be in big trouble i think with the securities and exchange commission because he because of dogecoin uh bitcoin no he, he pumped and dumped bitcoin, bitcoin. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not up on my coins and my my uh, uh my cryptocurrencies. But yeah, this is just I, like I have, this is I just an extension. This. this is just an extension of like what. I'm. I'm not saying this is Elon Musk's fault. I don't. Don't fucking mm. clip me and shit. And please, sure. Elon fans. Actually, whatever. If you want to come to my chat and talk shit, fucking Adam Rainstoppers here. He's he'll fucking kick your weird ass out. But um, <laughs> you know. It, this guy kind of the the guy that runs the company likes to just it it to either pretend to thumb his nose at authority or to actually do it 
There've been a couple mm-hmm. instances, you know, like this famous one was where he said he was going to take um, Tesla private and sell right. the shares at four hundred twenty dollars a share. Most people right. thought that was a joke, but if you have no plan on doing that, that's actually illegal. You're manipulating the stock of your own company. Mm-hmm. And so like this guy doing that at the beginning of the pandemic, he was like saying that masks were, you know, bad and, or not bad, but you shouldn't have to wear them and stuff. And so it's like, you know, some of the super fans just think they're emulating this rich guy. The difference is like this rich guy probably doesn't drive his own fucking car anyway. Not that it drives him around. He has a person drive the fucking thing around for him. Right. Exactly. So. Well, speaking of, uh, you know, not believing in masks, it looks like whatever Elon is smoking is trickling down to the people of San Jose and, uh, you know, the rank and file populace, um, as we segue into winners and losers. Thank you, Percy Dave, for the excellent segue. Uh, so we, we have a, a story here where, uh, it doesn't seem like there are any winners other than the coronavirus. Um, but, uh, still some trepidation out there about wearing maskies, even after all these months. Um, and now with loosened restriction or loosened restrictions around uh, mask wearing, I think we're only going to see these folks emboldened. Well, that's true. You know, there is bound to be a lot of different reactions to the CDC recommendations. But the bottom line is, if the state agrees, is it enough to get you to take off your mask? Well, I'm quite relieved. The immediate reaction we heard was joy and relief for the CDC announcement. Anyone who is fully vaccinated can participate in indoor and outdoor activities, large or small, without wearing a mask or physical distancing. A milestone in the fight against the pandemic, at least for those who are vaccinated. Well, today is a great day for America. But for quite a few people, those happy reactions were tempered with caution and concern. So if you have vaccination, are you going to have to show a card to be able to get into the store without the mask? I mean, I don't know what the mandates are yet, So, but I'm very tickled that uh, they are making changes. I think maybe there's going to be people who aren't vaccinated who might try to take advantage of it. Some people plan to wait a little. I'm more comfortable with a little more data. What do you want to hear? Uh, I want to hear that we've reached herd immunity. Others agreed, as long as you're vaccinated. There's supposed to be herd immunity uh, when I guess it's 75 to 80 percent of the population is vaccinated. Mm -hmm. So I feel it's a bit early to be making those kinds of recommendations at this point. Most people told us it's about the community, not just themselves. But if you're around other people, um, I think out of respect for others, I would consider encouraging people to wear their mask. I feel kind of mixed emotions. I only move it, remove it to eat, and then I put it right back on. Well, as you heard earlier, uh, the state has yet to make an official reaction to the CDC announcements, and local public health departments, including Santa Clara County, say they are waiting for the state's response. So despite the CDC's sudden recommendation and the public's immediate emotional response, for many people, taking off the mask will be a slow, deliberate process. Live in San Jose, Robert Honda, NBC, Bay Area News. Yeah, Robert, it's been a while since we've seen your actual full face in many months. Thank you. Unless you watch Asian Pacific America doing a show from home unmasked. Uh, have you been wearing your mask diligently, Purdue? Yeah, of course. Excellent. It just doesn't bother me. Do you have any... Sorry, go ahead. It just doesn't bother me. Yeah, me neither. Do you have a favorite one that you have? Do you have a, a, like a copy of masks or is it just the one? Or I mean, I have several masks, but you'll most likely see me rocking the Ruffies mask. Oh, very nice. There's a Ruffies mask. 
Yeah, do you want to see it? Nice. Can we sell that through the... Yeah, can, absolutely. Can we sell that through the Echoplex Media Store? Oh, nice. And you keep it like on your ass when you're not wearing it. That's that's really... I keep it in my sexy. pocket, yeah. I, um, <clears throat> I don't think we can sell it because I think actually Patty K sells it. Oh, excellent. Well, Patty K, we'll, we'll hit you. I'm going to hit you up. I'm going to get me a Ruffy's mask. That's awesome. All right. Well, uh, killing two birds with one stone there, I guess. Well, it looks like that uh, most people are still uh, feeling the masks, at least around around these parts. So not not too shabby. Uh, and then I, I think there's plenty of folks out there that are relieved and excited about being able to take it off. Um, so we'll, we shall see. I, I was out at the store today just uh, getting, the, getting the groceries and everyone was diligently wearing their masks still. So um didn't see any any uh ruffians you know trying to push the envelope or break the skirt the law so um no matter what happens i think at the state or the federal level we've been pretty consistently ahead of the game here in our county uh, so uh, uh you can certainly expect us to take our time in terms of every stage of reopening so if your friend in fresno is you know really ecstatic because they get to go to a live music concert with everyone not wearing masks and no vaccination confirmation required right don't um don't get too excited because that's not going to be happening in santa Clara county anytime soon it's funny you mentioned fresno there's a guy named benjamin martin we cover out of fresno but he stopped making videos um i think he oh. probably got arrested but oh. um you know i'm i'm just i'm not concerned so much about here but i think that like what's going to happen here and i've been saying this on twitter to people and people like we're like oh this is great i was like oh, i don't know about this I think we're going to start seeing a lot of fucking videos of people where like the store or maybe a state or a county or a city has decided, Hey, let's wait and see a little bit here. Right. Let's, let's, let's just slow down a little bit. Whoa, and let's, slow your roll. And let's, you know, let's, let's keep doing the masks here at the store. Let's keep doing it in our county or in our city. And I think you're going to see, a, I think you're going to see some of these videos where people just fucking flip out on customer service <laughs> because they're like, Oh, the CDC says this and that. And now they're like acting like they're all fucking science and shit. Cause the fucking right. person at the fucking person whose boss is boss's 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 boss says that we're going to keep the masks. It's like, they're going, Oh, but this is our store policy. You still have to wear the mask. You know, we're almost done, which was what I hope they say. Right. We're almost right. done. Please just wear a mask. Right. And, but we're going to see some of this shit where the people are like, Oh no, you know more than the CDC. And it's like, it's like, motherfucker, I make $9 an hour and I ring you up, you know? Right. And, it, and it's also a private business's right. I mean, if they'd be, you know, shirt, no shoes, no service. Like if, if they so choose that, that's the rules of their establishment. They're, they, it's a private business. And if you don't like the rules, you can go shop somewhere else, right? Or, um, I mean, I hope, I hope, at least I hope you can. Hopefully the, the, it's not the one supermarket in your town, right? Um, but for those of us, you know, urbanites, you know, you can go to the next store if you really don't like the idea of having to wear a mask while you get your, your pasta and your, your ice cream and your, uh, you know, your frozen treats and your, your meats and whatnot. Um, what you said is true to up, up until we start hitting like stuff about protected classes and whatnot, but that's a whole different conversation. I refuse to wear a mask is not a protected class. So is Almaden a protected class? No. No, I mean a protected class. Like if you tell me that you, I can't shop at your store because I'm gay, well, now no, you've I, broken the law. Yeah. You know, I know you, I, but I'm too stupid to wear a mask or I'm too stubborn to wear a mask actually isn't a protected class. People were trying to say, of. people were trying to say for a while, oh, I have a disability where it causes me to have a hard time breathing. And the people at the store were like, hey, you know, give us your shopping list and, you know, we'll, you know, do you have your phone on you? There's a, you can pay via the app once, once we, once we get your stuff. They're like, nope. <clears throat> so 
you know, it's, it's this is just going to be a big shit show. I wish the CDC would have kind of slow rolled it a little bit. Yeah, a little been bit. like been like, okay, we're we're going to now allow, or we're going to recommend that counties, states, and cities use their discretion in opening up. And there will be some places where the county and the city have decided that uh, they're going to you know get remove the mask mandate there will be places where it won't be the case but Mm -hmm. you know hopefully as we move forward we'll all be able to do this soon i think that would have been a much better like position for the cdc to take i would agree as usual your your consultant brain is working very well um but unfortunately yeah they've uh, i think they've jumped the shark a bit here so um and it's only going to give i think a little bit a little bit of gasoline the folks who have been saying all along that that masks aren't the answer and you know personal freedoms and get your mask off my face and rah 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 but let me put my hand in your vagina so this next story is pretty good this is about transitional housing and it's speaking of vaginas and it looks like it's going to be in one of the more uh well-to-do parts of san jose willow glen sort of in your general vicinity and uh you you don't think this is going to go so well uh, one would normally call this kind of neighborhood Tony, um, but yes, uh, I, I do think. Well, I know already because there's been there has been at least one community meeting that's gone um, quite south, unfortunately, <laughs> around around this issue. So yes, I, I do think it will be a, a struggle to uh, get this fully realized in the neighborhood. That being said, it's the you know the city's got an opportunity here, and they can do it with or without the neighborhood support. But we'll, but we'll see what happens. Making it in the Bay Series, a new housing complex for the homeless set to open in San Jose one week from tomorrow. The old Atria Chateau Gardens assisted living facility on Pedro Street has been turned into 91 housing units. There's also a common kitchen, dining hall, rec room, meeting room, laundry right there in the building. The goal is to provide temporary homes for those in the process of finding permanent housing. Some in the Willow Glen neighborhood are not happy about this development. The city and county agree there should have been more community outreach, but say they want to see more sites like this to get people off the streets. But that's... What do you mean more community outreach? I think if if I was doing this, I'd be like, don't do any community outreach, just do it, don't even tell anybody. And the thing is, they have actually been doing outreach for a few years now on this project. This isn't the first time anyone's heard about it, but it's, it's the first time some people have heard about it or at least think that they've heard about it. Um, or the first, or they think it's the first time they've heard about it. But for many years, this has been on the on the table. There's no way they would just jump into doing something like this. So, um, and now that it's about to open, it's about to become real. Um, people who were unhoused may be housed next door to me, or f- 0.5 miles away from me um, and my children. So uh, suddenly, it it becomes a real issue that it wasn't before. Right? It was just an idea before. Now it's actually happening. So people are rising up and saying, I was not invited to the party to have my say. Well, you were invited. You just didn't bother to show up uh, until now. So, uh, yeah, good for uh, good for us. Good for the city. Good for getting people um, a roof over their heads um, and doing what exactly what we should be doing. Helping people, giving people um, opportunity, because when you give people opportunity, for the most part, they take advantage of it and they lift themselves up and they make a better life for themselves. Surprise. So good, good luck to the folks doing this and, but, uh, don't expect the, the neighborhood to be completely on board even after it opens and they see the the benefits. The, um, <clears throat> the thing I like about this is it's just a building that's already there. 
belongs yeah. in the neighborhood. Yep. It just, I guess, isn't being used right now. Hasn't and been used for years. 91, I, I'm assuming, like, basically hotel rooms inside, because it's an assisted living place, like a little bedroom. That's yeah. not insignificant. So, pretty good. Not at all. Um, you know, we're in the the six to 8,000 range in terms of folks who are um, uh, unhoused or home or homeless or couch surfing, whatever you uh, want to, however you want to look at it. Um, so another 91 units, if that's 91 people, that's a great, another great chunk off the street with one, um, one project. So, so good on them. And suddenly you've got 91 new neighbors who are just trying to do right by themselves and by their community. So suddenly you've got 91 new good-hearted neighbors so take advantage of it say hello introduce yourself so this next story you said that uh you like east bay teacher pulls a ted cruz and people get angry <laughs> i think i'm gonna have the opposing view on this unless there's something here unless there's something real bad here so let's take a listen i think it's super bad a teacher in the East Bay may have earned herself an F for attendance after a parent sent this email to the group Reopen California Schools. The advocacy group's founder is Jonathan Zacherson, a father of two from Roseville. He says a West Contra Costa Unified School District teacher sent parents this email, alerting them that she would be traveling to Mexico for her son's wedding next week. The email warns parents, while I will be teaching from Mexico, some days will contain asynchronous lessons due to travel and limited family activities. Scheduled asynchronous time, which is pretty much assigning homework. Zacherson says he's been told this teacher has chosen not to return to the classroom this year, citing fears of COVID-19. This sounds outrageous and it is outrageous, uh, but the blame doesn't belong on the teacher for the most part. The blame belongs uh, you know, on the institutions that allow this to happen. A spokesperson for the West Contra Costa Unified School District tells us, Per district policy, we cannot comment on personnel issues. Additionally, any travel outside of the country for any reason requires a leave of absence. This has been 14 months. It's enough. We need to bring our kids back into, into the school. Natasha Benjamin is mother to two students in the district. The El Cerrito mom is not satisfied with how the district has handled in-person learning this year. She's worried if state lawmakers don't step in, the fall could be another lost semester. They have said that they're going to open in the fall, but at this point, I don't, I can't believe anything I hear. In El Cerrito, Melissa Colorado, NBC Bay Area News. Yeah, this isn't a big deal. I, I mean, yes and no. I mean, nor normally, in normal times, uh, the teachers wouldn't be wouldn't be able to go to Mexico and teach at the same time that's just not that it's not happening um so it's odd it's definitely different it's not ted cruzian right like she was very clear about what she was doing where she was going where she was going to be what was going to happen um and another case of you know probably overtelling right like she she gave parents this wonderful opportunity um to use this as it's the, the losers here really again are the kids obviously but um you've got parents now just jumping on this as an opportunity to you know, call out the district and all the people that they're hating on for not opening up the schools and getting their kids back in classrooms already, right? Um, so it's just another way to use a teacher to, um, you know, put more gas on the fire. I <clears throat> I don't know. If the teacher, they said asynchronous, so the teacher is probably going to be uploading video lesson plans maybe and uh, assigning homework from the road. I don't know. I just don't think this is that big a fucking deal. 
They're like, oh, the teacher doesn't want to come back to school because of COVID, but they're going to a wedding. You're like, you know, what if, what if there's like nine people at this wedding? You know what I'm saying? And they sure. showed like this awesome resort in Mexico on the news thing. And I'm like, is that where they're going? Is that where they're going? Or is that just, just a, is that just a resort that's not even in Mexico that you showed us because you want people to think there's a, there's a, you know, that this is some like, <clears throat> I don't know. The teacher did the responsible thing. Yeah. Fucking. And it, said that it's they'd a, be able to teach sometimes uh, like probably internet allowing and stuff I fucking like whatever yeah. it's a family wedding too so it's not as though it's like you know college friend or sorority buddy like it's it's you know a close <laughs> a close person in in their life so um you know good on them and if we could figure out a way to make this happen in a, on the regular basis then great for everyone great for the work-life balance really well uh, again this is just i think this is like the the guy at the end that they interviewed was part of one of these reopen the schools groups, right? Mm. The same fucking people who couldn't have ever been fussed to go to a school board meeting and fucking like, you know, like I think a lot of these people just want the fucking babysitter back. And it's like, that's, you know, that's an understandable position. I understand that having a kid is um, difficult, but again, we were looking at fucking, this was El Cerrito where they chose to interview somebody. I've been to El Cerrito. El Cerrito is like fucking Willow Glen. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 a, it's, it's generally upper income. Speaking of couldn't be fussed, right? Um, and not even couldn't be fussed to go to a school board meeting, by the way, producer Dave, talk from someone who has knocked doors um, for school board candidates and themselves before for school board. It's also not, couldn't be fussed to even know that there's a school board. <laughs> what? What are you running for? Um, it, it's unbelievable. They not, don't even know that there's a governance system at all until they have a complaint, until they're t- they turn into Karen or they want to go to the manager. So, um, yeah, the world's tiniest violin is playing over here. Sorry. So for um, our last story in winners and losers, I uh, put this one on the docket. Um, let's, I learned about this in my uh, weekly uh, Discord meeting with my family. Um, oh goodness! This is out of San Joaquin County. And somebody got busted for selling fake vaccine cards out of their bar. Because that's, well, that's, just, that's just what we do. Owner of, of a San Joaquin County bar is arrested, accused of selling fake COVID vaccination cards. Investigators say the operation ran for weeks out of the old corner saloon in the town of Clements, population 941. A sign on the front door expressing unwillingness to follow COVID-19 regulations. Sheriff's office got a tip that a fake vaccine card was being uh, manufactured and sold out of the bar, complete with laminations. Investigators with the state alcohol beverage control then took over. Undercover agents with our special operations unit were able to purchase multiple cards in April. As a result, we also observed uh, several sales of fraudulent COVID-19 vaccination cards to other patrons. Investigators say the cards were being sold for $20. Bar owner Todd Anderson now faces charges of falsifying a medical record, falsifying a seal, several counts of identity theft, and one unregistered firearm charge. Bad boys, bad boys. Yo. Oh no. <clears throat> like the, the the funniest part of it is that he's only charging these people twenty bucks for this thing. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like what is that? Drinking money? Like I, I fucking I know that shouldn't be the thing that I'm outraged right by, right? But people that watch this channel understand that I fucking was we were making fun of that Lenka Coloma lady for making the freedom to breathe agency cards that she was with the seal and stuff. And like, of course, this guy's behavior is like inexcusable. It's fucking, you know, making fraudulent medical documents is kind of a big deal. 
But the fact that then he was only charging 20 bucks, I mean, he could at least charge 35. <laughs> hey, cool. 50. Why the hell not, man? Just make it a round number. That's, that's a, yeah, you're right. That's, that's an outrage. If you're going to, especially right now at the peak of the market too, like may, I can understand maybe like in a few years, you know, when there's not that, it's not that big a deal. Almost everyone's got their vax, right? Who wants it? Um, uh, but if you need a vax card, like right now, like tomorrow, you got to, like, you got to travel or something and you need that vax card, uh, you know, you, you should, you're probably ready to pay a premium for that, like a hundred bucks, really. Like you could have a, a sliding scale, right? For a rush job, you know, <laughs> I mean this, I, I don't understand why you're just doing this at the back of your bar and not really take, take it up on freaking Etsy and, and you know really take it live etsy etsy will kick you the fuck off <laughs> would they really yes oh uh, bummer well forget the etsy then but you know you could figure it out figure out figure out something out like a google form if you can figure out a google form you can you can sell your product um well what a lovely trip for winners and losers thank you for adding that story that was, that was beautiful thank my dad if, if, if we, were, right we were having in. our little meeting my dad said hey i think i you found something i think i found something in your uh in your area of interest that you probably don't know about did you i mean you have a familial discord did you tell him that um and by the way listeners and viewers um we have a discord channel um and for echoplex media if you go in there there's a sub channel for bay area news so please add stories for down ballot we would love to hear them um, and see them um so do you, does your dad know about the, that ch sub channel or the channel? No, no I so mean, we just do it. it. We just do a group call like you would on Skype. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. But he was right, just right. like, he was like, I bet I know something about, about, you know, something that you're very interested in that you don't know about. And yeah. I was like, what? And he's like, there's a guy in San Joaquin County selling fake vaccine cards out of his bar. I'm like, what? And I'm all like looking it up immediately. I'm like, what is this? Very nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, so well, shout out to my pops. Shout out, shout, out, shout out to, to dad dave yeah he uh dad, producer dad every he he once in a while will drop some conspiracy stuff on me and i always know about it i like know the names or i'm like oh we actually covered that and he's like i bet you don't know about this one because the story was like a half an hour old right and so <laughs> very nice well that he he got us the scoop so very, uh kudos um we'll move right along um uh to getting your shit together this week we're focusing on uh the good old town of oakland um it's this is some uh some sports uh for just specifically for producer dave because i know he's such a big sports guy um so in recent years um as folks uh, or might be aware the raiders the football team have left oakland uh, again this is the second time for las vegas this time uh the warriors have left oakland and are now playing back in san francisco where they first played when they came west um and it looks like now the, uh, the Oakland A's, the baseball team that's left, the only professional team left in the city, has been working with the city trying to get a new stadium built down by the harbor. Um, and it's coming together sort of, but they're trying to put a little bit of pressure on the city by, you know, looking around at other places they might be able to move if Oakland doesn't work out. So Oakland's got to get its shit together or they might lose all their sports teams. Well, we know this, the Raiders left Oakland for Las Vegas. Could the A's be doing the same, leaving the Coliseum Complex, leaving the town for Sin City? This is a live look now in the East Bay. The mayor of Las Vegas live. says she's been in talks with Major League Baseball about the A's moving there since 2019. Oakland Mayor Libby Schaff called the news heartbreaking. NBC Bay Area's Melissa Colorado has more on this new tug of war between Oakland and Vegas over the future of the A's. 
It's heartbreaking to hear that they could even talk to any other city. The A's and Oakland go together. Two cities, two mayors, one MLB team. Las Vegas Mayor Carolyn Goodman told her local paper that what, what the fuck's wrong with that stadium? Major League Baseball about moving the athletics. So many things. <laughs> Sports business reporter Mick Akers. We saw it with the Raiders, you know, the 2016, the talks kind of sparked up and then they got the deal done. The city does move very fast and they understand that that's attractive the sports franchises of all types. On Tuesday, the MLB said it gave the A's its blessing to start scouting for other cities to move to, citing concerns over how little progress the city has made to approve the $12 billion waterfront development project. Mayor Schaff is doubling down on her commitment to get the deal done. This is an investment that is worth making, not just for Oakland, but for Alameda County. The city council is expected to vote on the the new ballpark proposal in July. City Council President Nikki Fortunato Bass says she wants the league and the team to guarantee that the A's are staying in Oakland for good. There needs to be a relocation agreement once we have the vote that both the A's and MLB will not go to other cities to seek a new home, a home base. So Ace President Dave Cavill says lawsuits have derailed the Howard Terminal project, with construction now set to potentially start in 2027. That's one thing Vegas does well is construction. You can't drive more than five minutes without seeing something under construction out here because the area, the city is still growing so much. The A's lease at the Coliseum is up in three years. Now it is our ninth inning. We are at bat, and I am ready to rally this team and our incredible fan base to win this game. And that is keeping the A's rooted in Oakland. In Oakland, Melissa Colorado, NBC, Bay Area News. Don't care. And Libby Schaff is like wearing out the baseball metaphors here. <laughs> Just beating him with a dead horse. Um, it's a little sad uh, for me personally, because uh, I've always enjoyed having the A's as a foil to my team, the the Giants, who've just, who are kind of the, the the blessed, you know, West Bay, San Francisco darling team, and the A's are kind of the scrappy, you know, um, gritty, although just a successful team. Um, but it's nothing new for the A's. The A's actually a little history lesson, Professor Dave, um, are the most moved franchise in uh, Major League Baseball. They've this; they're already in their third city. Um, they uh, started in Philadelphia, moved to Kansas City, and then moved to the uh, the Bay in the late '60s. So, the, um, and the stadium you were referencing is uh, like a Frankenstein hodgepodge of pieces that were assembled over the years to appease, you know, both baseball and football uh, franchises. And now it looks like neither one of them might play there anymore, and they can finally just demolish it and be done with it and build some fucking affordable housing, hopefully. I don't on the same site. I I saw the stadium. It looked like it was made of fucking made of concrete and seats. I mean, what the pretty fuck much else? like it's made pretty of concrete much. and seats. Has bathrooms and a place to buy a beer. I don't know what the fuck. Like, why do we need like yo? I I just often wonder. Like after we've seen kind of Santa Clara and the 49ers and um the NFL kind of go back and forth and kind of have their their disagreements about you know, everything from how much, you know, everything, the toilets, the, the toilets also like 
the city of Santa Clara like has to police up for this. And then they, they don't get a lot of the money because all the people go out in San Jose and like this is a little different because it's in because Oakland, but I'm not sure that these cities like get the value that they think they do out of these sports complexes. It, it really, it really does depend on the, the deal. Some of them do, some of them don't. Um, but uh, generally speaking, they're economic generators, right? Not maybe you're not making the money off of that project itself, but like you said, people are going out and they're they're out and about in your town and they're spending money in your town, right? And tech, you're collecting tax dollars in your town. Um, you're right; it's different for Santa Clara. Yeah, but then for the sure. team wins the World Series and then they burn the fucking city down. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not like. And you're I spending a bunch of money to, to put the fires out. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I there. It's at the end of the day, it's. Um, it, it a lot of it turns out to be a wash um but it, it's and so that the only good you're you know the only net good you're getting out of it is like what civic pride and identity and and uh you know something that can bring people together outside of um politics like what if extent. they just spent one one hundredth of that on encouraging arts and music and entertainment within the existing fucking infrastructure of their city that would be fabulous, or they could spend part of that twelve billion dollars on the development, which is not just the stadium, right? It's it's apartment complexes and freaking you know retail and commercial development, you know, around the stadium too. Um, if they can make sure that uh, there's space for that very thing, right? For small businesses, for small arts uh, organizations, creative organizations, creative uh, creative spaces, performance spaces, um, accessible to all, free to all, right? Yes, that would be fabulous. Let's get that done. Let's well, I just, all, let's, I just let's wonder run for if, city council in Oakland, you and me. I just wonder if like instead, just instead of like every once in a while, just dropping this big amount of coin on this really complicated project where you've got this vision, by the way, they're not doing very well on the planning. The fucking picture they showed of it looked like it was from a Game Boy that they blew it up. <laughs> but, there've been a few different designs, but yes. But I don't know. I don't, the old stadium looks fine to me. Um, and I just feel like arts and entertainment and getting people to come to your city to spend money. There's just a million other ways to do it. And I feel like there's going to be like more efficient uses of the resources than building this fucking stadium. I don't know. Well, I mean, the old we'll stadium see. is definitely, the old stadium definitely needs to go or just be, they need, they absolutely need to upgrade. It's, it's a 50, 60, 50, 50 year old uh, building now. And uh, they've actually had problems with raw sewage coming and backing up through the pipes and flooding the field so they couldn't play baseball or any sort of sport. <laughs> so it definitely needs to, to go. But I, your point is absolutely um, right on uh, in terms of uh, what cities owe to these teams. Like if, they, if you want to go, go. If Vegas wants to build you a stadium, go, go build your stadium in Vegas and have a great time. Um, it sucks for the fans, but they'll get over it. Trust me. People are pretty resilient. They'll become Giants fans. Uh-huh. All right. Well, um, moving on down ballot uh, it, to, well, down ballot watch, but what is really becoming recall watch. Um, we've got one candidate. We've got two uh, recalls, by the way, on the, on the docket tonight. I added a, I added a story. I, I, I see. I think it might actually be the same, same dude. We're, we're, we've, we're, oh, no, we're I crossed out. Here. I crossed out this first story. Okay. The first story here is this guy, um, Republican candidate, John Cox. Correct. Has, has a bear. I think that's pretty much that's here we go here's i believe this is a commercial this is his commercial and then there's a story about him bringing the bear on tour 
<laughs> What's happened to California? What's happened to our grand state that for generations led the world in livability, in innovation, creativity, ingenuity? What's happened to our state that's forced millions to flee? When once it was the world's dream to live in our sunshine. What happened? <laughs> Politics. We chose pretty over accomplished. Pretty boy, pretty boy. We chose beauty over brains. We chose to continue a political dynasty instead of saying stop. This ain't working. We need to choose someone who can fix this place. John Cox was born with nothing. Never knew his dad. His aunt was not Nancy Pelosi like Gavin. John did not grow up at the feet of the multi-billionaire Gettys. John Cox is like so many of us. He worked his way through college, became a CPA young, then a businessman. Started small. Worked 24-7 to support his family. 24-7, Matt? Business. Lots of it. He started this campaign with his own money, trying to fix this place. He's run over and over because he knows the school of hard knocks he grew up around has given him the toughness and the skills to actually make a big difference. No rosy promises. This will be tough. Take time. We have to do things so differently in every part of our state government. I'm a business guy running to make change. Great big ones. That's our choice, California. You want beauty? Pretty boy, pretty boy. Or a ball-busting beast? Oh, one who will never invite you to his $12,000 lobbyist-paid wine dinners at the French Laundry. Or, to be fair, neither will Gavin. Want to have over <laughs> Will you choose beauty? Hello. Or the Hello. beast? who will hit the ground running, thundering, slashing our outrageous cost of living and housing. A political outsider who will shake up Sacramento and slash taxes. Who will finally deal with the homeless. Uh-oh. Reverse our building problems. <laughs> deal with the homeless. Face down special interests. Their fancy dinners mean nothing to John Cox. Our kids will never again miss an entire year of school. Gavin's pandemic management was a shambles. This beauty has proven he can't do it. Pretty boy. This beast can. This time, make the right choice for California and your family. Recall the beauty and elect the nicest, the smartest beast you've ever met. John Cox. <laughs> this is so fabulous. <laughs> I mean, we knew this was coming, right? We knew that the 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 clown car or in this case the bear car would would start filling up i'm getting like i'm getting some grift vibes off of this guy well he did run i mean he he was the primary or the principal candidate against gavin um the first time around or at least the principal republican candidate um so he's a legit candidate he's been there before he but he came from nothing he didn't even know his father he worked 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Didn't even sleep. <laughs> didn't you should sleep. trust him to make decisions. <laughs> he smoked meth in the bathroom. Um, yeah, so uh, John Cox is on the scene ready to take over uh, on day one because he's a bear. Big bear. Um, anyway, so not only did he have a bear in his 
campaign videos, as you've seen here. Um, and I'm so sorry you have to, had, to, had to watch that. Um, he's also bringing the bear on tour. Uh, he did a little press junket with the bear. And it, it drew some attention from the press, wouldn't you know? Because, you know, he had a fucking bear. Um, I don't know if it really worked out for his campaign, but he definitely got attention. And no All right, press is bad press. For the four at four, Dan and Spencer joining for the conversation. So the effort to recall Governor Gavin Newsom has definitely gotten wild. <laughs> Emphasis on wild. John Cox showed up today for a campaign event in Sacramento with a live bear. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that doesn't seem safe for anyone. The bear, anybody, John Cox, his fucking staff, the camera people. Like, I don't really feel like this is like a safe thing. Oh, come on. The, the bear was kissing John Cox in the campaign ad. I mean, he, this bear loves John Cox. I'm also a little uncomfortable. I'm also a little uncomfortable with that, if you, if you must know. <laughs> Bestiality <laughs> on the campaign trail? I don't, think that's, I don't think that should be frowned upon. I mean, look at our past president. He was... You know, it's pretty much his whole deal. So, um, look at that. Oh, that's wow. The thing. It oh, my goodness. It weighs about 1,000 pounds. Oh, that's this it? bear has done some TV work. <laughs> Actually is a member of the SAG union. Yes. No. Uh, no. It was in a Kevin Costner movie, I was told. The, the Oakland Zoo tells us this kind of spectacle represents or actually presents serious concerns. And it's these types of publicity stunts that really erode um, people's ability to think, <laughs> to think about how to interact safely with these animals because the animals are now seen as, you know, objects or toys or not dangerous. Yeah, uh, you guys, in fact, PETA has already launched a complaint about this. By the way, the bear idea, uh, it's because Cox is calling his tour of the state Meet the Beast, meaning him, he's the beast, and he's calling Newsom, uh, you know, beauty, the pretty boy. Um, oh, boy, this is getting wild indeed, Spencer. Well, you know, I'm not a big fan of stunt politics and, <laughs> and uh, slogans that are meaningless and name calling and all that. But yeah, it's it's kind of cute. It's interesting. A, a little bit too much for me to bear. Uh, <laughs> oh come oh, on! Oh, oh, that was bad. That was bad, Spencer. Awful. God. I'm not. <clears throat> I'm not going to go cover one of this guy's events. There's a fucking bear there. Seriously, I mean, if you got a press advice, if you're a reporter, right, you get an advisory that says. Uh, John Cox, a candidate for a governor, will be holding an event tomorrow at X location um, accompanied by a thousand pound grizzly bear. That's not uh, in a cage. Which, by the way, we not, shouldn't put him right. in a cage either. Like, but. Right. An unleashed thousand pound grizzly bear. Um, oh, really? That sounds like some fun. Well, at least you'll be socially distanced, so you'll have at least six feet of uh, distance. So they, they they have to get one good lunge in to to attack you. Basically, <laughs> they can't just eat you right right lickety split. I mean, um, I would yeah. just be putting as much as many other reporters and people between me and that bear as possible at all times. <laughs> well, you figure John Cox is the first that's going to go. He's right next to the fucking thing. So as soon as it gets upset and doesn't have enough sardines, it's going to you're going to see one dead candidate. Um, and then you'll really see a beast, uh, beast of a cleanup, cleanup on aisle three brains. <laughs> we should have sent a cub reporter to cover that one. Oh, oh. Yeah, come on. Oh, stop. I, okay. Stop. Point, not a surprise. I'm sure that people that put that together knew that they would get those kind of complaints. Uh, I, I think most people. Oh, I don't think they give a shit. Recognize that bears are still dangerous no matter what uh, they do with them at this stunt. No. But my concern also is, you know, I know this is a well-trained bear and apparently a union brother in our saga <laughs> <laughs> or sister. I don't know what. The, but um, 
Uh, my concern is it, it's still a wild animal. I yeah. know it's well trained and around. They can turn, and I've seen yeah. plenty of video where they can, and or walking around near people. That makes me nervous. Mm -hmm. It's unlikely because it's a trained bear, but you never know. That could be a disaster. That's right. Yeah, and who's going to tell the bear when his right. dues are, are up for payment? <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> or we're going to throw you out of this. You'll never work in this. Yo, Chunk. potential voter mauled by bear is not a good story. No, definitely not. And John Cox, you better be paying that bear their scale dues or their scale wages. Absolutely, they're they're giving you all that, uh, getting you all that attention, all this attention. Look at this. No press is bad press, right? Oh, uh, anyway, well, um obviously we're still we're still watching that recall watching the clown car fill up um i'm waiting patiently for uh for miss jenner's first uh campaign ad so we'll see let's see when that comes out um and as she starts to get her campaign underway um and, uh, and uh, austin bennett where are you at austin's not running austin's not running i'm so discouraged he really, she really does need to. Well, he'll probably change his mind last minute and not be able to get on the ballot, so he'll he'll go for a write-in campaign. Oh crap! Boost the stream. If you're listening on the podcast, this doesn't mean anything to you, but we're going to be here for a while tonight. So if you have channel points, boost the stream. Somebody can go into the Discord and just tag everyone because that's like not annoying. Just tell them to even if they're busy or whatever to just drop in the channel, spend their channel points to boost the stream so that we boost can get this stream. So we can get like the now space or 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 whatever the fuck we're covering later in front of as many unsuspecting eyes as possible. Um, <clears throat> so we're still down ballot here and it looks like the race for the San Jose mayor is kicking off in some kind of way as, uh, is our, is the current mayor terming out? Is that right? The current mayor is terming out next year, Sam Licardo, uh, in, uh, 2022. So the race to replace him is starting to heat up with a cup, at least one declared candidate. Better not be Johnny Camus. It's not Johnny Camus. Council for in paralysis case, uh, almost two full terms. Uh, council member Davis has just been reelected to his second term on the council. So both candidates have had uh, experience working on a lot of the challenges that San Jose faces. And so, you know, they have different visions about the way to go forward. But these are, you know, well-known candidates, particularly in their districts. You know, their challenge moving forward will get to you know, as you're running for mayor, you have to be elected citywide. So you're introducing yourself to voters who haven't had a chance to vote for you before. A lot of the, this, this period now is about you know, raising money, trying to raise your profile, meeting with voters, testing issue positions, and trying to gear up towards a campaign that'll certainly get more crowded as we get into later in the summer and probably into the fall months. Being able to serve on the council, being one of the 10 uh, elected officials uh, that work with the mayor to you know, make policy decisions, to direct the budget, to be able to lead the city. Uh, clearly, right, I, I have now had that bird's eye view of being able to, to see what it takes to, to lead the city in a position like mayor. The number one focus for our- That guy's got the Sam Licardo slash Gavin Newsom haircut kind of, so it's- He's got the haircut, definitely not the same kind of style, but it's, yeah, very much the haircut. It used to be a model, actually mayor today and then for the next mayor who's stepping into the role has to be recovery from this pandemic. So really the, the focus on ensuring that as we recover, we do so equitably. We're looking at ensuring that we're raising uh, the bar better for everybody uh, and that we can recover better than we were before. And then obviously addressing a lot of those issues that have been exasperated that were always there even before the pandemic. It's going to be issues like uh, affordable housing and homelessness 
right? And, and addressing and ensuring that we can we can make San Jose a city where everybody can continue to afford to live, to be able to, to <laughs> really be able wedgie. to get in and, and create solutions that get people off of our streets much more quickly than what we've been doing today. The perspective that I'm able to bring, a perspective not only from an immigrant family, but a perspective from a, a blue collar family that uh, today is really struggling, is struggling to, to remain in this city and more importantly, struggling to thrive in this city. Uh, I bring who I am from uh, how I was raised, from my family, and I bring that into that was a little unfortunate. Life, whether it was as an officer or now as an elected official or even as mayor, uh, and, and being able to, to be true to my own personal values uh, and, and be able to, to lead from, from who I am uh, rather than allowing whatever the role is or the title to, to, to uh, dictate that. So it sounds like they also think Dev Davis is going to run. Uh, she is. So uh, uh, Raul Perales, who you saw there, he's the downtown District 3 council member, um, declared a couple weeks ago formally. He's been rumored to be in and been pretty open about you know his intention to run for uh, quite a while. Um, he's a two-term council member, also termed out next year. Uh, so uh, now running to, to move up to mayor. Uh, Deb Davis, uh, District 6 council member, you'll recall her from... The, you know my my, my little da dance with uh, politics and the tonk um, yeah right and the t and the tonk of course from last year um so uh dev was actually contacted it seems like by the mercury news and by the press when raul announced and asked because she had been sort of half in half out um and she apparently in the wake of raul declaring said yeah sure i'm in um but didn't really have much of an organized campaign launch. She has been reaching out to, you know, potential endorsers and, uh, and other supporters. Uh, but there are other council members doing the same, um, or at least one with, with, that I've heard of, but a lot of them, almost half of them are endorsing Raul looks like to be, to begin with the entire, uh, Latino caucus, um, as they call them are endorsing him. So he's got four out of his other fellow, you know, nine council members. Um, the mayor is probably hunting for a candidate right now because the, there's just not a whole lot of strength on that, uh, the business, you know, more business, I guess, oriented side of the, uh, the aisle as it were here, even though who the hell is anti-business I'm not, but, um, depends on the business. Uh, but they tend, they tend to be the, one of the bigger players in, in town. Um, so the mayor and, and that clan are act actively seeking someone to, uh, to step into that lane. We shall see, though. There'll probably be more. I, I know that Pierluigi Oliverio is looking at it, too. I would, well, I would imagine he is. He's always looking to run for something. I throw bombs at Pierluigi in uh, the local San Jose groups when I see him. Oh, absolutely. I, I, he kicks me out of all the groups, so um, that's just how, how he rolls. Uh, and by the way, Johnny Camus is not running for city council. He is running for county supervisor. So we will get to, to take a look at his race uh, more closely and keep him in our, in our sights. Um, over the next year and a half or so. So our um, next story, we're going back to Rich Tran. Apparently he's still the Malpitas mayor. Is there some backstory here that I don't know about? Um, no, other than Rich just being a character um, and being the mayor still. Um, he, he says this is his last term and he's getting out of politics, but we'll see. Um, no, this is just a, the ongoing struggle in Milpitas um, between Rich and pretty much everyone who's not rich um, to get along. Um and it's it's just been it's been infecting their their council meetings for a while, and it bubbled over a little bit at a recent one. 
Well, it was virtual sparring during a live city council meeting in the South Bay. A mayor yelling at a council member, and then a council member accusing the mayor of bullying and harassment. The mayor says she was just defending a citizen. As NBC Barry's Damon Trujillo explains, this is not the first time these civil hearings have turned into shouting matches. Council members tell me this has been going on for years, and it finally came to a head at Tuesday's city council meeting. How do you justify? As the Milpitas Town Council questioned an applicant about a proposed car wash this week, Councilmember Anthony Fan raised some concerns, and that's when the mayor decided to raise his voice. No, I need you to focus. You need to focus. Sir. Okay? Everybody's watching right now. Yeah, I understand, and you We're are asking real questions. Can we have a break? This is a lot. That's when Councilmember <laughs> Karina Dominguez, who has sparred with the mayor before, tried to come to her colleague's defense, calling for a break, a request the mayor quickly denied, using the phrase point of order, essentially silencing Dominguez. Minutes later, she spoke out again. I am stating it for the record that your behavior is inappropriate. I do find that your behavior is sexist. I do find that your behavior is violating the code of conduct and you are providing a harassment environment, even through Zoom, where it makes some of us feel unsafe, and that includes me. Uh, point, of order, point of order, point of order. I don't need a comment. Brown Act, Brown Act, point of order. Dominguez left the meeting and called out sick to work the next day, still shaking from the incident. Is the mayor a bully? In my perspective, absolutely. The mayor sees it very differently. Mayor, are you, are you a bully? Uh, I, look, uh, we have a parley, uh, parliamentary procedure. Uh, <laughs> Parley. This all started Parliamentary. He the defense of a senior citizen whom he felt was being belittled by certain members of the council. Uh, for folks to really disregard uh, what happened to one of our guests, a senior citizen, uh, Mr. Hansen, um, that's, just, that's just wrong. But Dominguez says bullying has been the mayor's pattern. She says she even filed a complaint with the city manager and city attorney, but says she was told there's nothing they can do because the mayor is not a city employee. He was elected. How are you? Point of order. Point of, point of order. The mayor has put on his term and, and says after that later. he's done with politics. In Milpitas, Damian Trujillo, NBC Bay Area News. And then someone else can get the job. Yo, <clears throat> that guy's a dick. Yeah, he's been, and we've covered it. So we 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 knew it all along. Um, but it's just. Goes to show once again. Point of order. Point of order. He doesn't even understand Rob. Doesn't even understand Robert's rules of order. He doesn't even understand decorum. Doesn't understand what he's doing. It's just so sad. People who just just want attention. It seems like that's all they want. Well, it seems attention. like in, it seems like in this case he wants to like be in control. And I think the mayor maybe does run the city council meeting. But when you're doing that, it comes with some like amount of responsibility to like give other people some space to talk and like not freak out and be like start talking over people especially on zoom where people are on a lag not everybody's like internet connection is strong not everybody's got a good mic you know mm -hmm. so it's like it's like you want to leave a little extra room like a good person who's facilitating that meeting even if they're the mayor and they're in charge would be leaving extra space for everyone to talk not not like freaking out also like the the person they were talking to if i'm not mistaken was trying to get a permit and the fact that they were of a certain age is largely irrelevant to the questions that they need to be asked by the city council or any government body. So, oh, they were 
what being rude to a senior citizen i don't know do you think they were being rude or were they just asking like pertinent questions about the guys like wanting to get a fucking business permit you know i'm guessing it's more likely the second more than likely i mean i've seen some pretty heated questioning at planning commission and city council on on uh you know was it a car wash car washes actually get the most most attention some of the most fervent attention as we've covered before on this show so yeah no i think i absolutely the second the second um you know, uh, just pointed questioning and the mayor using it as an opportunity to, uh, you know, make some hay and, and, uh, try to assert more authority and control and look good for seniors. Right. (laughs) A good, a a strong voting block. Right. Um, I wonder if he thinks he makes that, he comes out of these things looking good to like the senior citizens though. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure he does. Uh, again, this guy does not have very good political sense. Um, he got elected mayor of Milpitas. Um, I don't, I still don't know how, but he did. Um, it's Milpitas. What are you going to do? Um, but, you know, he's never really shown a lot of political prowess. So it's probably a good thing that he's planning to pack it up and not run for anything else again, because he'd probably just embarrass himself at a higher level. Um, but this is, unfortunately, this is politics and not just in Silicon Valley and not just in the Bay Area. Failing up is a thing. It's not always the thing, but it is a thing. So watch out, folks. Learn who you're voting for. Don't just vote for a name or for a pretty face or an ugly face or whatever. Or face at all. So <laughs> vote, for the, vote for the faceless mass. I would vote for the faceless blob if the faceless blob had common sense. So we're going to be moving up a little bit north. Speaking of up north, if you remember uh, a friend of the show, Austin Bennett. We do. Uh, do you remember why he um, had a very hard time? Well, one the the procedural reason why he had a very hard time running for uh, state senate. Procedural reason was yes. it that he failed to file his paperwork on time. Right. So guess what? So Shasta County was trying to recall three of the supervisors, and there was some. If you could oh. imagine this, there it's it's the recall. It, they, it's not like they are. Not like they had a deadline for it, but apparently the first time they tried to file paperwork, there were some mistakes, some things left out. Um, So that's sort of the backdrop of this. Um, Also, friend of the show, Nathan Blaze, does, uh, we first met him when he was doing something called It's Always Hella Sunny in Reading. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, a few days ago, uh, maybe it was almost a week ago. He was at work and members of a group called uh, Red, White and Blueprint. They're the, in charge of the recall. Uh, if, if, you know, if we believe his telling of the story and I don't think there's any real reason not to, cause there's fucking cameras in the place. And if he's making up a thing, you know what I mean? Like uh, apparently the, one of the dudes from this red, white and blueprint while this guy was, while Nathan was at work, uh, threw a glass at him and then, uh, and oh, then <clears throat> some kind of altercation happened. The guy punched Nathan, went around back came in the restaurant through the employee entrance oh and started messing with uh, Nathan and a couple of his coworkers, one of his coworkers. And oh uh, then uh, Nathan got fired from his job, even though it doesn't seem like, you know, he did anything having to do with, you know, he wasn't out there representing his job when he was doing what he was doing. He didn't seem too broken up about it though. I don't think he was in love with that job or whatever, but it was his job. And he, you know, he was definitely, a little annoyed that you know the people on the clock at the time didn't necessarily have his back and in the end the employer didn't have his mm. back mm. but that's the backdrop here there was a county board of supervisors meeting 
uh, this they're always on Thursday, I think. So it was yesterday. Always maybe they're time. Tu- maybe they're Tuesday. I forget what day it is. I think it was Tuesday because Media Wunch was messaging me a bunch about it. But we're not going to play any of that because the player on their website is so bad that what you have to do is press play, and then if you stop it, you have to reload the fucking page, and then you have to start it at the beginning. You can't fucking skip ahead. Skip the other player on their fucking website is so uh, bad. You could download it, but they charge you twenty five dollars for that. <laughs> So, no, oh my God. So, we're going to get a local news hit about this week's. Um, oh, yeah, this was okay. Yeah, it was it, the, the meetings are on Tuesdays. So, we're going to get a local news hit about, Generally. This, about this week's uh, County Board of Supervisors meeting. And it was basically all about the recall. And it's the, lo- the local news seems, I don't know, largely annoyed. Also, this is on Facebook Live. So, there's any number of things that could happen when I press this play button theme during today's Shasta County Board of Supervisors meeting. Supervisors Mary Rickert, Joe Comenti, and Leonard Modi are seeing more support at the meetings. They're being targeted by a group that wants to recall them for not opening up Shasta County to pre-pandemic times and to defy Governor Newsom's restrictions. Nathan Blaze, real name Nathaniel Pinckney, says he was assaulted by two friends of red, white, and blueprint leader Carlos Zapata at a restaurant where he worked last week and was fired. I believe the events of this this week um, from the people that are running this recall, the leaders of the recall, these groups, their actions and the things that they've done and said on social media should show people that these are not the type of people that should be in charge of anything. They should not be they should not be running for political office. They're violent. They're angry. I have spent the last week trying to get Carlos Zapata served with a granted restraining order, mind you, and I can't because everybody knows I'm in law enforcement. By pure coincidence, according to Recall Movement co-founder, the recall opponent was assaulted as he left his place of employment by complete strangers, no less. Does anyone believe that lie from red, white, black, and blueprint oh, co-founder? Blaze was also criticized for his online posts. I, like a few others, have been targeted by the unsavory former chef Nathan Blaze Pinkney. Last year, he had videos where he was smoking pot and videos and thinks it's funny. He calls himself a comic. I don't think it's funny. And maybe the fact that he's having to move and all these other things that he's doing, he realizes uh, he's accountable and responsible for the actions he has taken. I spoke with Carlos Sabata on the phone this afternoon. He says he didn't show up at today's meeting and doesn't plan to in the future because they become a circus on both sides. And while he supports the recall, he wants to concentrate on the red, white and blueprint docu-series in hopes of building a better life for everyone in Shasta County. He went on to say the hard work is going to be done outside the Board of Supervisors and the vitriol has gone too far on both sides. Also today, Shasta Forward that supports the three supervisors said the State Fair Political Practices Commission rejected a complaint by recall supporter Recall Shasta that supervisors Modi, Rickard and Comenti violated the Brown Act by gathering to defend themselves against the recall. Shasta Forward said it took only 24 hours and, quote, it is fully within the rights of elected officials to work together to, to defend themselves and their elected positions. Yeah, no shit. What if somebody's going to recall you like they think it's against some campaign law for you to oppose the recall of yourself? Absolutely. You can't you can't do anything to to stop it. You know, that's the whole point of the recall. <laughs> well, that's um, good news that they're stalled out. Um, I think I want to say this is the same county where we've had some uh, coverage before of people threatening, like making violent threats towards city staff, even Um early on in the in the the covid crisis so 
it gets heated up in Shasta County, man. Um, but yes, Tuesdays are generally speaking the days of, uh, of public meetings for, you know, city councils, boards of supervisors, and other government bodies, local government bodies. I have no earthly idea why Tuesdays suddenly, Tuesdays became the day that elections are held and government um, meetings are held, other than the fact that no one is usually, you know, working class people are generally not available on a Tuesday afternoon to attend or uh, a council meeting or work or on a Tuesday at all to get out and vote, um, especially because they close the voting polls, you know, shortly after the workday ends anyway. So it's like, what? Well, we're obviously we've created systems that um, favor the rich and we know that. So that's the only excuse you can have for Tuesday meetings. Um, but if you're out there and you're kind of covering, <clears throat> I'm just going to call it right wing extremism, uh, COVID denial and just sort of the conflicts of communities around, that happen in, in these, in this sort of climate. Uh, Shasta County is a good kind of place to keep your eye on. Mm. <clears throat> they're not like really ahead of the curve in any sort of way. I don't think, but it's just like a, like a, it's, it's definitely a, just something to keep your eye on. And like these city council meetings are wild. There's like a whole cast of characters up there. And I don't mean to like, that sounds like a weird way to talk about it. Right. Cause it's like making their thing almost trivial or like entertaining, but there's a fucking cast of characters up there. I'm starting to recognize the faces. Uh, we became, we became interested kind of, in what was going on there when strange things started happening up there with Bethel, because the media wench is spent half of her life there approximately. And she has family up there. And so we've been keeping an eye on it and it's just fucking crazy. Uh, sometimes on Monday night, you can check out the media wench's show. They're doing this documentary series called red, white and blueprint. And she's been watching that and goofing on it whenever the new episodes of it come out. So um, that's kind of why we're watching Shasta, but I feel like no matter where you're at, if you're interested in this kind of stuff, conspiracy theory, right-wing populism, and uh, local politics, I guess. It's like the the intersection of all those things. Oh, and there's a cult there, too. It's called Bethel. So, like, there's not been a lot of Bethel in the news because this has been sucking up all the oxygen, but it's kind of got everything. And, um, you know, I feel sorry for kind of, kind of feel sorry for the good people up there or even the apolitical people who moved up there from the Bay Area just to retire because it was cheap or whatever. It's beautiful up there. And, um, you know, I hope they get their fucking shit worked out because they're just like, they're just going to destroy their fucking community. If you're watching, if you're like a, you know, like no tech business is going to go up there, but if you're, I don't know, you're fucking pets.com or whatever, and you're looking for a place pets.com, it's a funny, it's a, if you're not from Silicon Valley, you don't know why that's kind of funny to say. Lots of people went from rags to riches to rags because of pets.com here in silicon valley but if you're a you know a big pet food distributor or whatever and you need something for northern california and southern oregon and you're seeing this shit going on in redding guess where you're not putting your fucking distribution center probably probably uh yeah but the confluence of all those things you just discussed producer dave typically is in the open forum section at you you know fill in the blank your local government agency so you want to see the cast of characters and that's not, I don't think that's trivializing it or, or minimizing it. I think it's, um, it's actually true. And I think any, every city has them, every County has them. Um, and, uh, you get to know them and they become like your family and they become a big cast of characters around the, um, the elected officials and the greater government bureaucracy. So yeah, no, uh, embrace it. Listen, listen in, send us clips. We want to, we want to hear the most random ass shit. We would love to do a whole show just on public comment. So, oh, uh, yeah, the, send, us, send us the links. 
if we can and start if, if we start finding enough of this stuff i mean i'll start you know i do look for public comment stuff for the post game of uh down ballot now i didn't find anything this week my prop mostly because i was fucking being lazy but yeah no just check out check out redding california and uh shasta county more broadly there's a lot of weird shit going on up there the, the mask thing was going on up there for a while and there's just there's like militia groups up there it's just like it's just a whole fucking shit show up there and i feel like i just feel like this you know people who have one idea about california would take a look at what's going on in shasta and they might have a different idea about california when they're done you know there are six californias at least according to that group that wanted to split us into six but no there's there are very many distinct californias within california which is something you learn from living in california well um we're getting down to it. Uh, another thing before we go, um, we had a, an encounter with a bear earlier um, on the campaign trail. This is uh, a more, let's shall we say, community-based uh, encounter with a bear. Good evening. We begin with one of those uniquely Bay Area stories, an unusual call for help because of this guy. That's a black bear spotted in a backyard tree just a block away from downtown San Anselmo. Yeah, he may be yawning, but it was scary and unusual for the people in the neighborhood, especially for that homeowner. NBC Bay Area show Heard joins us from San Anselmo in this little neighborhood. And OK, is the bear gone? <laughs> <laughs> the bear is gone. I hope the bear is gone. A bear yeah. story. This is crazy. Downtown San Anselmo, literally 700 feet away from here, a bear found in the back of one of these homes in a tree. A crazy afternoon for the folks around here, but very scary for the bear. There's a table and other stuff and this fence knocked over and then... Tonight, Ari walked us through her backyard, showing us where the bear left the neighborhood. Went through there and then that's the direction of the open space. These shots of the bear were taken right before his escape, showing a young and frightened California bear heading towards the open space. Uh, 7.46 p.m., the bear came down on his own and walked out actually from the backyard of the house and out here to the sidewalk. The bear is a he, about 150 to 200 pounds. Police were notified that a bear was spotted near Tamalpais Avenue and Cedar Street around 4.30. I heard the helicopter for about an hour and a half and it was going the whole time and I thought it was like a manhunt and when I heard it was a bear I actually was relieved. The entire neighborhood <laughs> came out to look at the animal clinging to a tree people with their cell phones snapping and sharing pictures. He's beautiful, <laughs> but uh, you could just, uh, he was kind of positioned where I could see the back of him and then he moved and you could see his head. He's pretty large. The poor guy seemed really scared and he climbed down backwards from up higher and then he settled in where he is now. I never knew there were bears in Marin, to tell you the truth. Are there? <laughs> we found out tonight that they are here. It's very unusual that we would have a bear like this in Marin and that honestly the last time um, there was any kind of sightings was probably back in 2003. Recently there have been more sightings like this in Sonoma County. There is quite a bit of open space in Marin County. Wildlife officials say this bear is two to three years old, a juvenile probably trying to create his own territory and took a wrong turn. Now that he is gone, officials have some advice. In an abundance of caution for the next like 24 to 48 hours, 
um, secure any outdoor garbage or if you have outdoor pet food. Now, wildlife officials say they have no idea how many bears are in the open space here in Marin County. The big question is, will it come back? No one knows, but if it does come back, don't approach it. Call 911. Reporting live in San Anselmo, I'm Troll Hurd, NBC Bay Area News. And now you got. So I think the bear. I think the bear took off when it when it figured like somebody would want to use it as a prop in their campaign. Uh, yeah, I heard it could make big money in in the big city. So I think that's where it's headed. Um, Screen Actors Guild came up and tried to get it to join a union. Right. I didn't know downtown San Anselmo was such a hop in place, um, but it's only 700 feet away from where the bear was was up a tree. So, um, yeah, all the bear needs really is an agent, it sounds like. I think he was sort of holding out for a good contract, possibly, and then he got a good deal, and now he's headed off to sign. So, like people pretty, see him on the campaign trail. It's a pretty funny-looking downtown, if you ask me. Yeah, I know. Mean, it looked very residential. So, But it's San Anselmo. It's Marin. You know, Are there bears in Marin? Are there cows in Berkeley? Who knows? Well... Once again, another fantastic episode. Um, we had a bad, little bit of a backlog there, so I'm glad we got to cover all those stories. Um, and Recall Watch is certainly heating up, so that's going to be fun in the next couple of weeks. What do you got going on tonight, Producer Dave? Any any fantasticness in the red light hour? <clears throat> I mean, it's just there's just so much night. Like my YouTube recommendations now, we use Rumble and BitChute. It's just fucking. It's just like the nightmare fuel of the recommendation engine is generally how we roll late at night very but nice i'll be keeping an eye out for city council meeting stuff you know just kind of kind of seeing depends on what people in the the chat want to do and i don't know does some idiot come and want to argue with me there's any number of things that might happen well there's lots of budget study sessions happening these days so i'm sure you can find a stream if you wanted to to pull one up um well excellent well very good uh, jumping on with you as always um, and maybe we'll do this in person next week we may be able to I'm getting my second shot tomorrow oh my goodness alright well be safe don't don't let this shit get you down I'm sure you'll be fine and uh, yeah I'll see you uh, Friday for sure right on this has been Down Ballot make sure to follow us at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia this is swinging by audible smoke signal and uh, I'll be back with a drink in my hand some red lights and some crazy you kick down that back door, swinging again. You're terrified because you think that you won't get in. And like a thief in the night, always stealing the light. Your sacrifices, you're gonna lose your only friend. I with my feet in the floor, I'll be heading towards the door. I reach my hands up to the sky, feel the clouds when I soar. And my ring finger stuck on a permanent vent. I'll keep on searching and searching until the end. Now that the flag's gone up, I'm seeing you black, I'm seeing you white, I'm seeing you red, yellow, green. Afraid of what it might be, I'm seeing you purple that slowly fades into blue. If we can put our hands together to reveal what we must do, I'm ripping up this wicked ticket cause it keeps on contradicting. It's so simple, it's implicit. Pray that God's to come and visit. It's not beautiful, the race is still Food from the kitchen, take a view into wisdom, it's not beautiful You kick down that back door, swinging again You're terrified cause you think that you won't get in And like a thief in the night, always stealing the light With my advice, I would use it all and just pretend You kick down that back door, swinging again You're terrified cause you think that you won't get in And like a thief in the night, always stealing the light Your sacrifices, you're gonna lose your only friend Sips the number nine love potion and moves her hips in slow 
motion It's like watching a sinking ship as it slowly slips into the frigid ocean And you're going down, and you can't be saved From the mess that you made, another wasted day In the line when they say that it'll be okay They pat you on your back, they send you on your way They send you on your way They send you on your way You're terrified cause you think that you won't get in And like a thief in the night, always stealing the light With my advice I would use it on the just pretend You kick down that back door, swinging again You're terrified cause you think that you won't get in And like a thief in the night, always stealing the light Your sacrifices, you're gonna lose your only friend Lose